moving up in God's sight. Bring my moving truck in. Gotta go. I'm moving. Told me we're moving up in God's sight. Grace and peace, people of God. We certainly thank God for just another day in his presence. We thank God this morning for this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. We certainly thank God for all of you this morning. I pray that you're warm. Amen. On this very cold fifth Sunday morning of January 2022. God has been faithful. God has been good to us. And we owe him all the praise. We owe him all the glory. Certainly, I want to thank Minister Gordon and Minister Gentry for those very wonderful uh, sermons, those words to encourage us uh, during those days or those weeks, the last few weeks. We thank God for them. God has really blessed us and, and used those men to speak into our lives. So I also want to say to us this morning that we, we want to start um, getting our hands on uh, or coming together more uh, by way of this virtual session while we're having to do this. And, and saying that, I, I'd like to say that uh, we want to soon start some type of Sunday school uh, service, maybe at 1030 or 1045 into the preliminary music that, that uh, Sister Kelly plays for us, I think, which is really, really awesome. If we could just do 15 minutes to start with of Sunday school, and I'll let you know when we're going to start that. And also, we want to do some type of Bible study or prayer service or words of encouragement on Wednesday nights or, or any particular night. There may be another night and we'll make those announcements, but we need to get back into those things. And if we're going to have any Black history events or announcements, things that the kids are going to do for Black History Month, we like to do those about 15 minutes before the 11 o'clock service starts or 1030 however much time we need, but we'd like to do them so that we can just lead right on into the service. Amen. So I thank God for the opportunity this morning to speak with you once again by way of the word of God to stand before or to sit before you virtually in this fellowship and, and know that God is going to speak into our homes and into our lives on this morning. Amen. I just believe that there is a word from the Lord and I just know down in my spirit that God is going to bless somebody this morning, that somebody is going to leave this session encouraged, awakened, and ready to run on into their future with our God. And I pray that everyone can hear me okay this morning and that everything is well. You have your coffee and you're warm and on your couch and ready to receive the word of God. Amen. Let us go to God right now in prayer and preparation for this word. Let us pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name in advance for your word, the revelation, knowledge, understanding. We thank you, Father God, for what you're going to do in houses, in homes today, and in families. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus for awakening us, opening our eyes, and enlightening our understanding. We honor you and we praise you. We bless your holy name, O oh God, today, because you're worthy to be praised. I pray, O oh God, that you would take these lips of clay, O oh God, and I pray that you would guide my heart and my mind as I surrender and yield to you. Have your way, O oh God, this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I want to share with you this morning uh, from two portions of scripture. Uh, first, we're going to look at 2 Corinthians, the seventh chapter, and we'll just read verse 14. And I believe that there's everyone listening this morning has been in church any at all. It's very familiar with 2 Corinthians 7, 14. 2 Corinthians 7, 14, the word of God reads, if my people which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray 
and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Second Chronicles 7, 14. Now let's look at Romans 10. I know you're going to think I'm reading the whole Bible this morning, but Romans 10, we're going to look at verse 1 through 13 in the New Living Translation. Romans 10, verses 1 through 13 in the New Living Translation. Amen. The Word of God reads, Dear brothers and sisters, the longing of my heart and my prayer to God is for the people of Israel to be saved. I know what enthusiasm they have for God, but it is misdirected zeal, for they don't understand God's way of making people right with himself. Refusing to accept God's way, they cling to their own way of getting right with God by trying to keep the law. For Christ has already accomplished the purpose for which the law was given. As a result, all who believe in him are made right with God. For Moses writes that the law's way of making a person right with God requires obedience to all of its commands. But faith's way of getting right with God says, don't say in your heart, who will go up to heaven to bring Christ down to earth? And don't say who will go down to the place of the dead to bring Christ back to life again. In fact, it, is say, it says the message is very close at hand. It is on your lips and in your heart. And that message is the very message about faith that we preach if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. As the scriptures tell us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. The Jew and Gentile are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen, amen. Glory to God for that word. Amen. I want you to look back up at 2 Chronicles 7, 14. Second Chronicles is a book, the Old Testament book, that deals with the history of God's people. And, and it focuses mainly on the building of the temple of God. You know, David's plans were only executed by Solomon, his son. Solomon builds the temple, that place where God would inhabit, so that the people of God could meet God and worship at the temple. Now the people of God, we know as we read the Old Testament, are always on one minute and off the next. One minute they're serving God and then they're looking at idols and they're going and they're turning their backs on God. And so when God sends judgment by way of famines and droughts and pestilence, then Solomon begins to pray. And God begins to answer Solomon's prayer by saying, if my people, my people being the Israelites, my people being God's chosen people, Abraham's descendants there, the people, the children of Israel, if my people, not everybody else, but if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, that's one, humility was one, and pray, pray is another, and seek my face, turn loose all the other stuff and seek my face. And then what? Turn from their wicked ways, the wicked ways of doing something wrong and bad continuously and never feeling or never being convicted for it. Wicked ways. Then what will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land? But before he does all of that, he gives them something that they must do. 
Same way in New Testament scripture, Romans 10, Paul is talking and writing this letter to the Romans, and he's telling them how to get in on the goodness of God, the season and the time of grace with God so that they will be saved. They will be made free from their sins. So he's telling them that they have to believe God in their heart, that they have to open their mouths and confess the Lord Jesus Christ in order to be saved. So what I want to talk to you today from these two portions of scripture, just for a few minutes, I may not finish it all, but just for a few minutes, I want you to, to, to uh, listen this morning from this subject, follow the instructions, follow the instructions. Are you following the instructions to your salvation, to your victory, to your deliverance? Follow the instructions and listen. Although we've been paused in this season, we've not been paralyzed in this season. Uh, although the pandemic has taken a lot from us, it has also taught us a lot. As we're navigating through this season of change, our goal is still to drive the mission of the church forward, to share the gospel to a dying world and fulfill the church's vision as we're commissioned and empowered by our God. We are the New Testament people of God, the people who are our covenant. We're under a new covenant. Amen. In the Lord Jesus Christ with the Lord. Amen. I want you to know that you've been made right in God through the blood of Jesus Christ. And, and surely we are living in a world that needs to hear the truths preached, amen, without any sugar or plastic. We need to preach the truth of God's word in this evil and wicked world. The people are hungry for the word of God. And we have an assignment, people of God. The Bible teaches us that the harvest is plentiful, but it's the laborers that are few. We've got a plenty of people that go to church. It's the laborers that are few. We've got a lot of people that can sing and they have a whole lot of talent, but it's the laborers that are few. The world needs your gift. The world needs your commitment, your love to, to proclaim and, and, and spread the good news of the gospel that Jesus Christ is very much alive. Amen. Somebody ought to say amen. Listen, as believers, we're guaranteed personal salvation in Christ. Romans 8 and 1 teaches us that. And we're also guaranteed that God will use us. God will use us to accomplish his purposes. Whatever they, they might be, whatever God's purpose is, God is using the body of Christ. God is using the believer to accomplish his purpose in the earth. It's our duty, believers, to live holy lives, to spread this news, to seek God, to pray, and to share the gospel, knowing that all who believe will be saved. If they believe the message of God, the truths that come out of your mouth, and if they follow the instructions of God as coming out of your mouth, they will be saved saved to the glory of God. Don't ever underestimate or limit the power of your church or the church. Don't minimize the power of the church who follows biblical instructions. There are a lot of people that deal with sickness and illness and problems in their families and problems in the communities, but they'll go to everybody except for their church or their pastor. Listen, don't ever underestimate or limit the power of the church who follows biblical instructions. Amen. I'm going to talk if I got to talk and encourage myself this morning. Whenever you buy something, I want you to understand that the manufacturer, he will send along with it instructions. Is that right? These instructions must be followed in order to put together what's been packaged in pieces. Amen. If you follow the instructions, the instructions will help you put it all together. You can't get it together just by looking at it. You've got to know which small, how the smallest of things is fitting into the whole working of the whole thing. Many of us have what it looks like, but it's not put together right because we didn't follow the instructions. That's right. That's right. 
biblical instructions. When you begin to follow the instructions, sometimes you have to go back and disassemble what you put together without following the instructions because you realize that something is out of place. Something is not right. Something is causing this not to function to the glory of God. This is not in the right way. It's not put together right. And I promise you one thing, whenever you preach, teach, or love the way that God says love, you can't live this life without some troubles. You're not going to live this life without somebody disliking you. Listen, but you get it together. Follow the biblical instructions to maintain the proper function. What you got has been packaged in pieces and you're not getting the whole thing at one time. You got to follow the instructions. You got to know how to put it all together and make it work for your good. That's right. Amen to somebody. Amen. amen. I'm going to buy me some amens this morning. I, I got my my, 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 my my amen corner over here with me this morning, and I'm just excited to understand how God is going to reveal this thing to you. If I don't get it all today, we will get all of this amens coming, because more so than, than speeding through something, I want us to get the dialogue, some understanding of what's being said, what's being preached. Amen. From, because this is going to encourage all of us. And look, when you begin to follow the instructions, biblical instructions, sometimes you have to go back and disassemble, listen to that, what you put together without following the instructions. You, some, when you follow instructions, you realize there's something going on. You can't just look in the mirror and see stuff out of place and then walk away as though you've never seen anything. Listen, I want to tell you this, believer, your flesh will never calibrate with what God has designed and planned for you. Your flesh will always rebel against what the spirit truly wants you to have and what God is bringing to you. Your flesh will never calibrate with folk who are around you who will tell you the truth when you're doing wrong. That's right. Amen. And listen, a lot of times people... When, when things start happening around their life, they'll, they'll run and fast with the mindset that, that they're going to make God do something because they're fasting. Listen, fasting and praying is not for us to think that, that we're making God move or that we're causing God to do something. Fasting and praying is for us. It strengthens us spiritually while we deny the bodies. It's craving satisfactions. It strengthens us in the spirit to receive what God has already done for us. Can somebody say amen? See, God has already told you what he's done. You simply cannot receive it. God has already told you who you are and what you can have in him through Christ Jesus, but you can't receive it yet. So that's why we go into the fasting and to the praying so that we can receive what God says. We can be like the centurion who says, look, you don't even have to come to my house. All you got to do is give me a word. I'm spiritually strong enough. I believe God that if you speak it right now, it is so. See, that's what fasting does. It positions you to where you can receive the word of God and know that it is the truth of God. Amen. See, the, the, the life and blessings that you want to live with is based on what you're trying to live without. You want a blessed marriage. You want a blessed man or woman, but you're trying to live without God. That's why all of your relationships have failed. I know I'm talking to somebody. I'm not trying to meddle and get into all your business, but based on what you want, the life blessings that you want, it's based on you. You're trying to live without what you need to be living with. That's why all of your relationships have failed. That's why you're always in a state of anger. You're always frustrated and in disagreement. You're always uncomfortable and can't find rest anywhere. Yes, I'm talking to you. Glory to God. See, I want you to understand that it's not always the other person. You got to check yourself. Amen. If we was in church, I would tell you to touch somebody and say, I need to check myself. Amen. I'm still checking you out. I need to check myself. Listen. Life, if you live long enough, life will eventually lead you to a place to where you're going to be awakened to the fact that you need God to be with you. You're going to have to know that God is there. 
If you haven't lived to that knowledge yet, just keep living. Life was going to bring you to that place where you know that you've gotten into something and you know you need God to be with you. Some of us love blessings and we love miracles, but what we despise are instructions. We don't want to listen to anybody. And if you're ever going to break that kind of spiritual paralysis and that kind of lack off of your life, you're going to have to follow biblical instructions. You'll never be all that God showed you in that dream. You'll never be all that they keep prophesying to you and knocking you out, slamming you to the floor and getting you up, wrapping you up, oiling you down. You'll never enjoy that man that's been prophesied to come into your life until you follow biblical instructions. There's no way around it. In your covenant with God, you must believe. Right. You got to believe. See, your deliverance is tied to your obedience. Your miracle is attached to a mandate. Follow the instructions. You want to get out of it? I'm talking to you this morning. You've got to learn to follow the instructions. If God, if he says, fill the water pots with water, you better do it. If he says, move the stone, go ahead and do it. If he says, go show yourselves to the priest while you're still dirty and unclean, you better do it. If he says, get up, get up, you better do it. You need to do it. You're not going to get it. You're not going to get victory unless you dip seven times. I don't care if you don't like muddy water. I don't care if you're tired of walking seven times, seven days, and nothing has happened. Look, if you're going to get what God has, you got to follow God's instructions. What do you do when life has contorted you and twisted you in such a position in life to where you feel like the only way you can live is in a sinful state? I know I'm talking to some folks this morning and decided that the only way you can live is and get what you want is if you lie, cheat, and steal. I mean, a twisted mindset, a twisted state of living. It's like your flesh has backed you in a corner, and the only way you feel you can live is in a sinful state. You got to just yield to it. Listen, you feel like your only option is to yield to the wrong thing. Has, 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 has there ever been a fight yet? Have you ever even entered the fight yet? Or are you just buck, just, 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 just cowing down in a corner when you have the instructions to win? See, I'm not talking about a physical fight. I'm talking about a spiritual fight, not necessarily fighting something on the outside, but we've got to win the fight on the inside, holding our position, our place of victory in Jesus, trusting God for what he's already done. I'm not empty, I'm filled. I'm not sick, I'm healed. I'm not lost, I've been found. I'm not dead, I've been made alive. I'm not cursed, but I'm blessed. That's right. See, it's not what I feel like. It is, it is what God has spoken to me. It's the instructions that I've received from God and I'm walking in the blessed assurance that I am blessed and I'm not cursed. There's no generational curse on my life. There's no genetic disease that's going to manifest because I have broken every curse, every spell because I have followed God's instructions. My family is blessed. Amen. Come on, somebody, and shout amen to the glory of God. And I'm going to hurry up, move on, because I can't really move the way I want to and do what I want to do. And I don't want to appear to be crazy while everybody's looking at me on this thing like this. But I'm telling you that God is moving in a way to where people are going to be baffled at what God is going to do in your life. Amen. The plan, the purpose of God is manifesting in your life. You're not just going through this season for nothing. But while you're going through the pain, while you're going through these pressures, you need to declare out of your own mouth that I am blessed. I have a future. God has a plan for me and I'm not going to die until it's been fulfilled. I'm not, I don't care if I don't have a posse. I don't care if I'm not favored on Facebook. I have victory in the name of Jesus. And listen, your flesh is never going to calibrate with what God has designed and planned for you. You can say one thing or, and you can act like you got it, but the way you live will reveal the spirit that you carry. It's the fruit 
that identify you. We see what you're doing. We see what you're saying. We know what you look like and what you're acting like. And, and I know you've been smiling when you would rather be crying, but listen, it doesn't matter about all of that stuff. You're, you're, what, what's, what you're carrying will be revealed by the spirit that's in you. Can anybody understand what I'm saying yet? I don't care how he treats you or she treats you. I don't care how they look. You need to check that spirit. Don't settle for just a look or a feel like when you know it's not right, when you know it's not the real thing. Don't paint over it. Don't settle when you know it's not the right thing. You don't have to paint it. You can be it. You can be real in it. You've settled for what looks like what you want. You've settled for what feels like what you want. No, God wants you to have the real thing. I don't care what people are saying. I don't care what they're talking about. You do it because God says, follow these instructions for the life you've been praying for. Amen. We want it, but we don't want the mandate attached to it. We've got to learn to value what's in the mouth of the instructor. So you listening to everybody else sugar mouthing you and going around talking and trying to pacify you because they think you got such a bad attitude. They're afraid of you, but the devil is a liar. If you step up in front of a real believer, they're going to tell you the real deal about who you are. Right. And they're not going to tell you in judgment. They're going to tell you because they have valued what's, what God has put inside of them to be a discerner of spirits. Glory to his name. Has anybody heard the spirit of God so far? Amen. Is this blessing anybody so far? Because see, listen, it's important that you learn to like being around people who, are, who have a better conversation and they're not talking about the same problem that you have all the time. You need to be around some people who've been there, came through it and got some biblical instructions, got something valuable in their mind, got scars in their hand to prove that they've gone through and done everything that God's told them to do. And yet they still have victory. Right. See, it's, it's, it's just good to talk or be around people who are solution minded. People that have something of value in their mouth. No, no trashy mouths and minds. People who reason to reach the solution. People who are constantly pushing you to the next level of thinking. Somebody with some biblical instructions in their mouth. And somebody not to say, yeah, man, she was bad for you. I tell you what, you're going to find you a good one one day. No, no, no. They got to tell you sometimes you got to check yourself. Right. It's not always the other person. Sometimes it's you. When was the last time you let words cleanse and fill your space? Or did you just declare whatever it was the devil was trying to throw on you? Yeah, I always seem to get the wrong one. Yeah, if this a mess, they're going to find me. No, no, no. When was the last time you cleansed and filled your space? Walking in your space, declaring words of affirmation from the word of God. We don't have to meet insanity with insanity, people of God. In Philippians 4 and 4, Paul writes, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Now, you you can't listen to anybody just say that, but Paul was qualified to tell us to rejoice always because when Paul wrote this letter, he was a prisoner on death row. Listen, if you follow the ways of God, the world will put you on death row. I had to learn that when my words couldn't comfort me, I had to turn to God's word and God's word lifted me. God's word gave me light. God's word enlightened me that I'm more than a conqueror, that my way has already been made. I don't, you don't have to like me in order for me to love God. Right. I'm going to follow God's instructions. Amen. Amen somebody. Amen. Amen. Are you willing to walk in what you've been praying and asking God for? That's right. <laughs> See, some people got a big, strong prayer life. They, they, they can pray real good. I mean, but are you willing to walk in what you've been praying and asking God for? See, there are many things that we don't see coming that come right along with what we've been asking for. Those unplanned moments and, and those issues that'll just pop up seemingly out of nowhere. For example, you've been asking God for, for just for a man or just for a woman, but God sent you 
a husband. Out of nowhere, God sent you a wife that came right along with that man or that woman, but all you could see was a man or a woman, somebody you could just get with. Come on, somebody. Straight up, now tell me if you love me. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you all know the song. that there, there is a life or a certain blessing that you're looking for. The blessing is already there. The problem is what you have to live through to get to it. The decisions you have to make to get to it. Follow the instructions. We have to find ourselves getting up under the weight of what we have to carry. Everybody wants it when it's easy. They want what it looks like, but they don't want the what it really feels like. They want what it looks like. See, you're trying to make it look like something that it's not, and it's not going to work. Even Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, the Bible says that Jesus went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed to the Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, Jesus said in his prayer life, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Jesus said, it's hard, but I'm going to follow the instructions. He got under the weight of it and followed the instructions. And even from the cross while he was dying, while he was going down, he was talking up. See, that's some of our problems. See, if we, if we sense in life that, that we're living in a season where seemingly we're going down, listen, if it looks like you're going down, keep talking up. See, when your words don't work, pick up his words. Follow, follow his instructions. He, while he was going down on the cross, he was talking up. I mean, the very people that, that, that crucified him, he was speaking blessings over their life. Lord, interceding for him. Lord, forgive him. They don't know what they're doing. He was saving souls. Look, today you're going to be with me in paradise. Look, I know this thing seems crazy to you, but to God, it makes perfect sense. Somebody had to pay the price for you. The very hands that healed are now the same hands that are wounded with nails. The very same feet that walked on water are the same feet that are nailed to the cross. When it appeared that he was losing as they beat him and as they hung on, the, as he hung on the cross, it looked like he wasn't even in a fight. Yet he was bringing the world to victory. He was defeating every power, every principality. He was bearing every sin. He was praying the full, paying the full price for your sins, every sickness, every disease, every heartache, every mind problem, every family member that's all crazy and I messed up. He died for every disease, every generational curse. He died for it all. It's all been defeated. Can you grab a hold of that word right there? If you would just follow the instructions, I promise you that a day will come where it'll be born and, and you'll be enlightened by the word of God that this is my life. This is my future. This is my testimony that I am healed. I'm free and I have life and life more abundantly through the finished work of Jesus Christ. And let me just tell you, if he would have walked and preached the gospel, and many come running to him and got their sins forgiven. If he would have just walked and healed all the sicknesses and the diseases, if he would have stood just only stood toe to toe with the devil telling the devil it is written, but then died and didn't get up, none of it would have meant nothing. I'm telling you, none of it would have meant nothing. He had to die. And he had to get up. If he would not have gotten up, we could not declare confidently this word that we declare. If he had not gotten up, we could not speak, amen, and prophesy over your life right now that you are healed, that you are free. We're standing on the confidence of the finished work of God. And I know he got up. I confess it with my mouth. He got up. See, I believe in my heart. And I'm confessing right now with my mouth that death could not hold him out of everything he did. It would have all been lost. It would have all been in vain if death could have held him. Somebody ought to rejoice right in your house that he got up. Somebody ought to get happy right now while you're online, while you're on the virtual service in your own house and just say, I got victory. I know he got up. He come on, somebody. I want you to understand that you have big, death couldn't hold him. 
And, and look, after, out of all they did to him, he knew he followed the instructions. He dotted every I and he crossed every T. And through all of what he went through, look, he didn't buy a tomb. He borrowed one because he knew that he had followed the instructions and that he was coming out. And that's what you got to know. Maybe you're in depression, but I'm telling you, believer, you're coming out. Maybe you're in sickness right now, but I'm telling you, you're coming out. It cannot hold you. Amen. Somebody ought to thank God this morning. Amen. If I could get up and run and you still see me, I'd get up right now and run, but I'm going to hurry on. From Jesus' example on the cross and through his life and what he endured, we learned that some things just can't be avoided. We have to get under the weight of it. We can't just turn and walk away because it would be easier for us. But even after you've been through it, you still have to say yes, God. Even though they've walked away from you and they whisper and talk about you and the very ones you think are for you are the ones sticking the dagger right in your back, you still have to say yes. They're going to sell you out, but you got to say yes. Stay with the instructions. Encourage somebody in your house this morning to stay with the instructions. If God gave you those business plans, stay with the instructions. I still say yes, Lord. It's been hard. It's, it's been rough, but I still say yes, Lord. I've been through it, but I thank God I survived it all. I've been through too much to not praise and worship God. Amen. I survived it all. Right. It was tough, but I survived it all. You're not talking to somebody who's walked on a bed of roses all their life. You're not talking to somebody that don't know what it feels like to be overtaken in sin, to, to go out of your right mind and to live a life that is completely in rebellious to God. You're not talking to somebody who's not been there. Jesus said he's felt our infirmities. He understands what it's like to walk in my shoes. But he said, look, I won't let anything come on you without also bringing with it a way of escape. Come on, somebody. He's given me a way out of everything that tries to come up on me. Follow the instructions. Romans 8, 18 says, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Go ahead and go through what you got to go through. Don't try to fake it. Don't try to make it look like something it's not. Go ahead on and seek God for the real thing and never settle for something that looks like it and feels like it, but you can have the real thing. Amen. See, it's just so much stuff that we don't see coming. It's unplanned. And it's those moments. All of those moments are not always bad. There's some of those things that you're going through. It's a moment for you to tap into and to stir up the anointing that God has given in and placed on your life. God has placed a calling and anointing on your life and you can't rest. That's why you can't rest. Nobody's going to stay with you. No, no, you can't be around. You look, you got to work this thing out with God. You got to follow the instructions. It's not somebody else's problem all the time. Sometimes it's you. Amen. What uh, I want you to see this re really quickly as I, as I prepare to just close this for now. Sometimes when life hits you, it's like a herd, if you can imagine in your mind, that's being driven in a new direction. Did you hear what I said? I, 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 the Lord gave this to me. He said, sometimes I want, you to, I want you to see this. He said, sometimes when life hits you, it's like a herd that's being driven in a new direction, driven to a new place. There are things you don't always see coming that can change the direction of your life. There are things that you don't see coming that's driving you into a new and living way. Take you to a new place. Get you on the right track. Change the whole way you're thinking and the whole way you're living. Like a storm that only lasted for 30 seconds. Now everything has changed. Everything has changed. 
What I feel will not deceive me. What I see will not confuse me. I know the truth. And somehow what I'm going through is connected to my breakthrough. Somehow walking through this wilderness is connected to the promise of God over my life. Somehow this storm is working together for my good. Somehow or another this sickness is there to keep me laying before God, to stir up my faith. I am going, I am out of it. I believe I'm here. I'm not going to keep begging God. I'm going to start believing God. I'm going to follow God's instructions. I'm going to ask, seek, and knock. I'm going to fast and pray. I'm going to fall on my face. I'm going to seek diligently. I'm going to get in the word. Work out my soul's salvation. Listen, don't pout and complain and unbelieving and your trouble. Get in the posture of prayer and warfare. Let the devil know, look, you got the right one now because I'm going to declare to you right now, it is written. I'm going to declare what is written concerning me. Old Testament scripture, Solomon comes, and I want you to understand that sometimes we have, we have so candid this text that we fail to realize what this text is really talking about. It's taller than you just saying that and us just saying that. He said, he told Solomon, he said, if my people, not just if some of the people, not just if they did it in Huntsville and they didn't do it in Winston. No, he said, if my people, if all of my people, if the whole nation would come into a state of repentance, all of them, if they would all come to a state of repentance, here's what I will do. If they seek my face, if they pray, if they do those things, if they follow my instructions, then I'll heal the land. He was saying, not he, he wasn't saying that to us. He was saying that to his people. And it couldn't be that one of us could do it. They all had to do it. But I want you to understand that in new covenant, in the new covenant that we have in the blood of Jesus, if one of us would just believe, if one of us would just confess, God said that he would forgive. Salvation is yours. If, if, if you're the only one in your house that does it, you don't have to wait everybody in the house get saved before you get saved. If you do, if thou will confess, can anybody hear what I'm saying? Learn how to follow the instructions. Don't keep pouting. Get in the right posture. Get in a, a, a posture of warfare a prayer posture. We got to fight devil. You've been trying to sneak up on me and take my life. You, you've held my blessings, things that I'm supposed to be in right now. I, you, you, you've held it back long enough. And I want to be a witness to somebody this morning that if you follow the instructions, you will forfeit years of loss, years that are of setback. So you, don't, you won't have to waste the next 10 years of your life because you didn't follow the instructions. I'm telling you that God will take you around the whole thing if you would just follow the instructions. And then I'm telling you, God knows how to redeem the time that was lost, time that you wasted messing around, giving your pearl to swine, loving the wrong thing, settling for the wrong thing. God knows how to redeem the time when you set your heart to, 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 to follow the instructions. He can restore all of that. He can restore it all. Everything you lost, I'm telling you, as a living witness, God can restore it all. All the years Amen. you wasted, God can restore it all. The only thing left for us to do, believe, is to receive what's already been done and to follow Jesus. Jesus did it all. Follow the instructions. Please follow the instructions because what you have is in part, it's in pieces. If you don't follow the instructions, it's never going to come together right. That's why you're settling for what looks like a real thing. Because you won't follow the instructions. Somehow or another, sin's got you backed in a corner and you think the only way you're going to live is to sin. It's to be in a state of sin, a constant and continuous state of sin and not ever do anything about it. The devil is a lie. 
oh yeah, God has something better for you, but you've got to make up in your mind that I'm not going to settle for this. I'm not going to take this anymore. No, I'm not going back in this. God, I thank you for delivering me. I'm going to follow the instructions. If I got to go the way of the, of the Red Sea, I'm going that way. If I got to walk around seven times, God, I'm going to keep walking. Take me to the Jordan. I'll dip. If you tell me to go wash, I'll wash, God. If you tell me to take water pot and fill them with water without even understanding what's going to come along with it, I know that whatever you say, God, it's going to work. Amen. It's going to work. Don't never let anybody tell you what God can't do in your life because they've peeped in and they've seen where you fail at a season in your life. No, 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 no. Don't let nobody tell you that God don't love you. God, yet while we were in sin, he died for me. He died for you. No, you haven't dotted every I and crossed every T, but let me tell you, God loves you, believer. While you're sitting in your house looking at this virtual service, I'm telling you that God loves you. Yeah, you may be lonely, but you don't have to stay lonely. Follow God's instructions and ask God what you want. Tell God what you want. And then when God sends you something, understand and know how to cherish it. See, a man that wants a wife need to be a man that wants to be a husband. And you've got to want to treat your wife Amen. You got to love her as God loves the church. You can't, your wife is your wife. Amen. Point blank. Your husband is your husband. You have to do this. That Those are the instructions. If you want that thing to last, if you want it to be blessed, you have to follow the instructions. You got to follow. <laughs> See, there is an innate unwillingness in us to follow through with biblical instruction. We feel like that right at the moment, this is not going to work for me. We feel like there's the only way that I'm really going to get this is if I choose to live the wrong way. That, that's the only way I'm going to be happy is if I got some kind of something, that even just a piece of man, just some old raggedy stuff. No, I'm not settling for that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep myself until I find or the, my husband finds me or until I find my wife. That's right. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Don't settle Amen. in a state of sin for what it looks like. And when you move, don't move because people found it out or people complain about it. No, you move because your heart now has turned to God. Can I just tell you once again that your freight, your, your flesh is never going to calibrate with, with the spirit plan that God has for you. Your, your flesh is never going to calibrate, amen, with that spirit. He's their enmity. They, they're, they're, all, they're constantly at war. That's why you've got to fast and pray. So even your desires, even your, your spirit life, even the things that you want around you are discerned and you want them there. Come on, somebody. If you're in a room full of darkness, then the only reason you ought to be comfortable in there is if you were sit there. Because if you were sit there, you're going to be light in a dark room. You are salt of the earth. You are a man or a woman of God. God has poured out of his spirit on all flesh. And there are assignments for men and women. Move from this mindset that if I leave and do this or go somewhere else or whatever, then, then this is going to happen. Look at your life, please. If God gives me a prophetic word for you, I will speak and declare that word for you. And I promise you that if it's of God, it will come to pass in your life and you will never have to question it. You'll see it come to pass because that's the way God operates. That's why the prophets of God spoke assuredly when they spoke and declared because they knew that there was a God in Israel and that they were his prophet. They knew that. See, there, there, there are certain areas in our lives and certain systems and there's certain things that, that are limited. If you really think about it, everything we run to for help eventually We've got we've to find somebody that know who God is. That's right. Pray for our leaders. That's right. Pray for the scientists. You know, pray. Pray for them. Because eventually this thing all winds up and turns back to God every single time. 
See, that's why God has chosen the foolish thing. I mean, to confound those who feel like and think they're so wise. Look, you, you've got to understand that if you don't get, if you don't come and sit at the mouth of the prophet, the one with the instructions the, and value the instructions that are in the, in the mouth of whoever it is that's instructing you, if you don't value biblical instructions that are coming through them, then your life is not going to change. I don't care what church you go to. And see, many of us think that 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 churches are are growing, you know. When when but but the only thing is is that we have not followed the mandate of God to go in a dark world and a wicked world and win souls who who wasn't born in church, folk that didn't go to Sunday school, people who are still wrestling with whether there even is a God. But what we rejoice in is when our church is swelling up with people that's coming from another church. That ain't, that's, that's not real ministry on your part. Amen. I mean, they're already going to church. <laughs> I mean, we, we want to win those that are out there blind and can't see lost and they need to be found. I'm talking about a church who is bent on declaring, proclaiming the mission and the voice of God to a wicked and dying world. If we follow those instructions, we'll see people saved. We'll see them healed. We'll see them delivered. Amen. We'll see marriages stop failing. They'll stop failing. Lastly, I want to tell you this as another analogy, and, and don't worry, there's, there's, there's a lot more to this that we want to talk about concerning 2 Chronicles 7 and, and concerning, you know, the scripture that God has given us voice to speak, Romans 10. I want you to understand something. Have you ever seen or have you ever experienced a fire that you couldn't extinguish? You couldn't put it out. You, you, you couldn't do anything with it. It just got away from you. What about when you worked all night and, and you needed to sleep, but the day was so bright that you couldn't get the room dark enough to sleep well? What about being in some water that you thought was shallow that eventually swept you off of your feet. I'm telling you, listen, don't underestimate or minimize the power of the church. See, that's what it's like when you follow God's instructions, things start coming together. At first, it seems like one thing. It seems like at first you could just walk away from it, but I'm telling you, the closer you get to him and the more you understand that with his stripes, you heal all the stuff he went through, he did it for me. It's not easy to walk away from somebody that loves you like that. When you understand that kind of love, it'll sweep you off your feet. It's a fire in you that you cannot put out. It'll be shut up in your bones. You can't just walk away. You got to learn that if you follow the instructions, things will come together and blessings will sweep you off of your feet. Amen. And guess what? There won't be nothing your haters can do about it. They won't be able to do anything, but look at you go. Amen. Every time I turn around, he's blessing. He keeps Amen. blessing. Every time I turn around, every time I look around, he keeps blessing. Amen. Come on, somebody. That's what God does. And see, sometimes we simply don't understand the life issues that are somehow connected to our godly assignment because we think that when we're on assignment with God, that everything ought to be smooth and trouble free. But listen, if you're with God, it's not going to always be smooth and trouble-free. You're going to have some trouble. You're going to run into some trouble because that comes along with the assignment. You don't plan the trouble. Nobody don't plan the trouble. The trouble, is it, it always comes up. But you already know how to handle it because God prepared us for it. We got to learn to trust what God has attached to the instructions. Learn to trust what's already attached to God's instructions. If you love them, if you pray for them, if you bless them, if you forgive them, God has promised a whole lot of things with that. But you can't resort to your way and think you're going to get the end result. You think God's going to heal the land and you're not going to humble yourself and pray and seek his face and turn from your wicked ways. But you, no, no, you think you're saved and you never believed in your heart. You never confessed with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not going to happen. you got to follow the instructions and then you can walk in an assurance. See, you cannot 
and you will not find anywhere written in the scripture, in the word of God, from the Old Testament to the New, where someone followed God's instructions and still came up lacking, still come up, still in defeat, still sick, still diseased, still crippled. If they followed his instructions, they got up. Listen, I'm just going to say this. If God is God, follow him. Follow his instructions. If God is God, then follow him. Ask for me and my house. We're going to serve. I mean, if he's God, follow him. Follow his instructions. God wants to overflow it in your life this morning. God wants you healed, delivered, and free. God wants you right with him through Jesus Christ, who is your Lord, who is your Savior. Him. He is the only way. I'm not listening to those folk who are still trying to figure out if there is another way, if if Jesus was a son. No, no, no. I've I'm already done, been there, done that. It's over. You can talk. That, that in your mouth is not valuable to me. But what is valuable is whenever you declare that he is the savior of the world. When you declare that he is both man and God. When you declare that he is the only begotten son of the living God, that he is the only way to the father. Follow his instructions. Go, you therefore, come on, and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. And what's the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost? The name is Jesus. It's Jesus. Follow the instructions, people of God. Follow the instructions. I know you're contorted and backed in the corner by your flesh, but you don't have to resort to think that the only answer it's the sin. The only way to get out of this is to cuss your way out or to cuss them out. No, I'm telling you that your only way out, your only way through this is to trust the word of God. Amen, Amen people of God. Amen. Can we go to God right now in prayer? Amen. Hallelujah, Lord. <laughs> Glory to your name, Father. I thank you in the name of Jesus for your anointing. I thank you, oh God, for the rekindling, the refilling. I thank you for the refreshing and the outpouring. I thank you, oh God, for a living church. I thank you for a church that is on a mission for you, that we're following your instructions. God, though we're overlooked and minimized, Lord, I thank you for the power that resides in the heart of the believer who would follow you. Lord, I thank you in the name of Jesus for every ear, every heart that's in this virtual session, even right now. Lord, I pray that you would release something in the house, that you would release something in their spirit right now, Lord, that gives them the divine assurance that the word they've been declaring, that the word, the prayers they've been praying, there is an assurance, Lord, there is a manifestation that it is so. That it is so in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, I thank you. I praise you, oh God, for that son or that daughter. Lord, I pray that you would bring them in off the streets, off of the drugs. Lord, bring them in off the street, God. Bless that man, Father, who's dealing with relationship issues. Bless that woman who's lonely and ready to accept what it just looks like. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name an awakening discernment, Lord, that they will be able to choose right so they can be right. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Father. I praise you. I bless your name, Lord. I thank you right now, Father God, for, for raising up servants help us carry out the mandate, the mission, the work of God. Thank you, oh God, for this calling, this anointing that's on our lives in this dispensation of grace. Lord, I thank you that souls are being saved. I thank you that lives are being healed and changed in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood against every foul spirit. We plead the blood against every infirmity in the name of Jesus. Wherever there is infection, Lord, I thank you for healing 
wherever there's sickness and disease, Lord, I thank you for breakthrough, deliverance. I thank you in the name of Jesus that your word, Lord, the voice, the, the, the sound of your word, overcome the sound of what the doctors have diagnosed. Lord, I thank you that the truth is that with your stripes, we are healed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Glory to your name, oh God. Hallelujah. Lord, we know down in our spirit that if we follow the instructions, no devil in hell, no demon, no sickness can overcome what you've already blessed us to be. I'll have what God says I can have. I'll be all that God has called me to be. I'll walk rightly before God because Jesus dwells in me. Jesus is here in the way of the Holy Ghost. He is in us and he's everywhere always at the same time. He'll never leave us nor will he forsake us in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would restore the hearts of those who've lost loved ones, those who are in bereavement in this hour. Lord, those who are confused and hurting in their body and they don't know why. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, oh God, that not only will the pain go away, but healing will be made manifest in their bodies, in their head and in their mind. Lord, we bind up and we rebuke depression and we release joy. You have not given us the spirit of fear, but the, but a, but a, but the power of, of a, of a sound mind father god and you've given us love the ability to walk in the authority of the word of god i thank you thank you for the power of and a sound mind i i thank you oh god in the name of jesus hallelujah lord glory to your name hallelujah lord glory to your name oh god hallelujah hallelujah you will live and you will not die in the name of jesus i thank you that live are being healed right now. I thank you that folk are standing up, Father, when the doctor told them they would be in wheelchairs and walkers. I thank you, oh God, that cancer has, has melted out of their bodies, that tumors are gone, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I thank you that you're stopping the bleeding even right now. Hallelujah, Lord. Glory to your name, Father. I thank you, Lord, that businesses are prospering, that marriages are surviving, Oh, I thank you, Lord, that we've been through the fire, but we survived it. Lord, it's been dark and it's been hard, but we survived it. Father, we thank you for the reset, the refresh, the rewrite, and the renew. In the name of Jesus, we won't come back to the same. We're coming back renewed. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for raising up officers. Thank you, Father, for hearts that are turning to you. Thank you for the unrest of the sinner, oh God, because they hear the preached word of God. I thank you, oh God. I praise you in the name of Jesus. We, we bind and rebuke every demonic spirit that's moving around in your house in the dark and in the night. I rebuke it. I bind it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, every witch has to deceive. Everything the devil has thrown at you, you're already an overcomer in the name of Jesus. On your job, I declare favor. On your job, I declare favor in the name of Jesus. They thought you would quit. They thought you would walk away but i thank god for keeping you thank god for humbling you thank god for seeing for you seeing something greater thank god for the plan that he has for you thank you for the promotion god lord i pray in the name of jesus for mothers and daughters for sons and fathers for families oh god i thank you in the name of jesus oh god for families being restored and the communities father god running to the household of faith and to the house of prayer not minimizing the power of god because of who they know i thank you that i know jesus and he can do anything nobody can be able to ever tell me what god cannot do because i'm a living witness that god can restore all the years Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. There are names in my head right now. I won't call, for I'm afraid I'm going to leave somebody out. But I thank God right now for every name that's in my spirit. I thank God right now for, for, for giving them the assurance that they're healed. They've been fighting. They've been battling for a long time. Look, you survived it. You survived it. You survived it in the name of Jesus. Glory to your name, oh God. Hallelujah, Lord. We praise you. We bless you in the name of Jesus. You're awesome, God. You're awesome, God. 
I thank you for sending the not just a man, but the right man. I thank you not for sending just a woman, but the right woman. Lord, I thank you not for just sending people around, but sending real friends, friends that stick closer than a brother, friends that are love at all times. In the name of Jesus, I, I thank you, oh God, that we're planted by rivers, Father God, and we're like a tree, Father God, that our, that our leaves won't wither. We, we honor you, Father God, for this word that we're standing on, how we're rooted and grounded in you according to the word of God. We thank you right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that it is so it is so we'll follow the instructions we'll follow the instructions god we'll carry our cross we'll get them the weight of it we'll move according to the word of god we honor you father god and we praise you and we thank you let everyone say amen you ought to just shout hallelujah give god some praise this morning in your own house Amen. We don't have to be in the building and be together to praise God like this in this atmosphere. God can bless you right now, and he has blessed you. Amen. How many know Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to shout, I'm blessed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now open your mouth and confess. Believe it in your heart and just declare to everything in your body that's not lined up right. Just declare, I am healed. I am healed. My my every organ in my body is functioning to the glory of God. Every hormone and every chemical that's been released in the process of my body being nourished is, is in the right balance. In the name of Jesus, blood pressure's got to come down to normal. Diabetes got to cease in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's not the vitamins. It's not the medicine right now, but it's because I believe God. I believe God. Amen. Has anybody heard the word of God today? I'm just so happy right now down in my spirit because I know God is doing something in the houses that are on this on this session. I know that God is doing something in your life and I promise you that through the week, this thing is going to be awakened in your spirit and you're going to know that God has been there. God has touched you in a way like never before. I just thank God for rekindling. I thank God for fresh fire in the name of Jesus. I thank God for the living water. Amen. Thank you for the living water. I'm, you know, I'm really just so full right now. And I thank God that you're being patient with me because God is turning a situation around. A better decision is about to be made. You're about to make a better decision. You're going to follow the instructions because Amen. you realize that what you want, you can't get it living the way you live it. You realize right now, you finally, your eyes are finally coming open that this is not the way that God had designed for me. And I want what God has for me. I want to be what God has me to be. I want to walk in the plan and the purpose and the favor of God on my life because one day I realize I've got to leave this earth and I can't take my houses. I can't take my money. I can't, can't take anybody with me but God, but a heart that will believe you Amen. through a spirit Man. that knows it'll live forever and not die. Glory to his name. Has anybody heard the word of the Lord? Amen. Glory to his name. Has anybody heard the word of the Lord on this morning? Amen. I want you to give God the praise and give God the glory. Amen. 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 God glory. is an Hallelujah. Awesome God, and I know he is. God. Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen, Pastor. Glory to his Thank name. You, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God <laughs> is an awesome God. Amen. Amen. Oh, Amen. hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Bless your name. God is an awesome God. If you wait on him, he'll fill you. He'll, he'll restore yes, you. He will. He'll break the paralysis in the name of Jesus. Tabernacle, let's move forward. We haven't been, we've just been paused. We're not paralyzed. We Let's keep moving forward in the things of God. We'll take the remnant and do what God has called us to do. We'll, we'll, we'll be like Gideon. We'll fight with what we got because we know that if God be for us, who can be against us? Glory to his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's so much more in me right now, but I just want to end this thing this morning and pray that you would come back next week and be with us right here. Amen. On this Zoom service. Uh, and we're going to just give God the glory. Communicate throughout the week, youth department, if there's going to be any Black history um, announcements, readings, or whatever you may do creatively for Black History Month. If you're going to do that, do that about 30 minutes to 15 minutes before the service during the preliminary um, mute worship music that Sister Kelly plays. And it's just, it's, it's really good. And I thank God that, that that's a wonderful introduction to our morning worship on Zoom. I thank God for that. And 
I think Minister Gordon may have a birthday today or some the 28th. Amen. Happy birthday to you, my brother. I thank God for you. Keep preaching the word.